Reminding me of a hummingbird. Okay, here, I started recording already. We can push. Phoenix! What are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I happen to be at Laura's house today. Oh, okay. So she's getting off her phone so that she doesn't, well, she said she is, but she just muted herself. It seems to be working now. You're still oh, no, showing the room. Oh, I do? No, yeah. I'm not in the room anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you show for me. Cool. It says I have a poor connection. I don't know why. I know your internet here is much better. No, my internet, everything here is sucking lately. Oh, really? Because when I was inside and I was loading some stuff up to Dropbox, it was like zip, zip, Oh, it's zip. good over there. Oh. Should we go back in? Uh, if we start to have a problem, we will. Yeah. <sighs> it's definitely yeah, good poor, over there. The poor, the poor internet connection is going around a lot. I'm hearing that from so many people. So that's been uh, kind of interesting and curious. Yeah, and my phone too. Like my phone used to connect to the wife to the the like AT and T service just fine all the time, and now it's down to low bars all the time. Oh wow! Whoa! Mm -hmm. The past two uh -huh. weeks. And you said you're having trouble connecting to towers too, right? Yeah. Jumping towers. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> and I feel fine. I feel That's fine. Right. <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> so none of that bothers me. <laughs> me either. Okay. So why don't we just jump right into this and, and start talking about how the, the process. Basically, in order to find why something happens we go we begin with a questioning process so you have an experience of a broken heart and well let me ask you this too we since we had that other that other um room did uh, anything change in your yeah. experience with broken heartedness <laughs> yes um I, you know, I don't feel as and tell me if my signal gets weird because i did move a little bit um okay i don't feel nearly as I don't want to say devastated but nearly as um, I was kind of obsessed with the sadness like I like it, it just kept following me around and I, I that has lifted nice in, in a big way yeah very good so um, but there's still more to do because we want to get you beyond just this experience we want to go backwards in time until we find um, why would you keep building on it because what happens in order to have an experience you have to be able to recognize it so if you think about um, the first time you do anything you're more of an observer than a participator because you don't know what to expect or what's happening and um, like the first time you try to do calligraphy let's do something simple like that you know how to write okay. already so so you already have something you already have something in place because you already know how to write but all you have to do is learn to alter the way you are already doing something, and then it becomes something else. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Okay. So this energy stuff is very similar to that concept where every experience builds on another experience, and all of the experiences that you build on happened prior to age five. Every single thing that you know now happened prior to age five in some form or shape, or you couldn't build on it and recognize it. So for instance, um, uh, a broken heart tends to come from a, a prior experience of abandonment. Yes. 
So if you, as a child, were even just left in your crib to cry it out, like they told us to do to our kids for a few generations, that one experience right there could be the reason you can experience a broken heart. Okay, wow. So, and then that's, that's just an idea. We're not saying that that's your particular or personal one, but when we start getting like these global experiences, they're normally because a large part of the population has started something like when they were telling all the parents, again, it's healthier for your kid to self-soothe, let them cry it out. Well, guess what? They're wrong. <laughs> they, right. they, yep. they created within all of humanity that cooperated with this, this energy. And then that energy transfers through the universal conscious mind to the entire population. So, yeah. the belief of a broken heart in itself is something that was given to us through the population. So when you actually had your experience, you could have probably been okay and not needed a broken heart, but because we carry these beliefs and these situational experiences based on you know, the planetary um, evolution, then you, you sort of get obligated to it. And that's why before you were feeling that fascination of wanting to see it and feel it all the time because that's what the planet has told us to be fascinated. You see? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, so in order to undo it, all we have to do is just walk backwards from the experience into each moment that we kept reinforcing it, and then eventually we can undo it completely and be free of it. And it can be really hard to do that on our own, and that's why uh, a lot of times we remind each other that we work better in groups. Because even when I go to tell you, like for instance, if I'm sharing a broken heart story, I'm going to share it with you from the past. I'm not going to share it with you in this moment. Now, if you talk to somebody and you say, oh, okay, somebody who knows more stuff, then you tend to stay in the moment and share from your moment and disconnect from the past and it won't feel tragic. It'll just feel like, oh, this was my experience. So, okay. so let me try to explain to you how we do that on an energy level so you can see when you do it. I want you to think okay. right now of the moment that, that the broken heart, you know, that moment where it was finalized, like, okay, this is the breakup, this is the end. Think about that. And I want you to feel if you move, if you move out of space and time or if you stay present as you are today. And you're talking about uh, with this last person, right? Right, with the last one that, is keep, that keeps coming up. And can you, can you phrase the question again or say yeah, the question Yeah, again? I'm going to say it differently. I'm going to say, I want you to, f let's do it in a different direction. Okay, feel who you are today. Don't think about the breakup right now. First, feel who you are and, and your resolve and your strength and, and how good life is and how many things are working synchronistically for you and just how amazing it is turning out to be, right? Yeah. Okay, that's who you are today. Now, okay. hold on to that and think of the moment of the breakup while you're holding who you are today. Okay. And if you're holding on to who you are today, you're going to notice that that breakup doesn't really feel like much of anything. But okay. it, if, yeah. it, if it does... Uh, by the way, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, Christine. Yeah. Uh, Laura and I, we can Christine. move to another area. Let's do that real quick. She says she has better internet inside. I do. 
Make sure you're connected to... It's so wonderful outside. <laughs> I know, it was very nice. <laughs> Here, if you hand me your phone, I'll just she make... She didn't respond. I don't even know if she can hear us. Yeah, because um, let me just make sure you're connected to the internet here. Mm -hmm. What we were talking about is feeling who you are today and thinking of the experience. And it doesn't feel the same, does it? The same as... As now, what I want you to do is I want you to let go of who you are today. And I want you to go back... And I want you to experience that moment again and think of it and see how different it feels. Compared to who I am today, yeah. It's a big difference, right? Yeah, that yes. And so what we tend to do is we tend to go into the past to re-experience something and then we were a different person than, than we are today. And if we hold, yes. if we bring the past to the present, it eliminates a lot of that trauma because we evolve all the time. Everything's constantly changing. So what people don't realize is they're time traveling continuously back to the past. I mean, you literally go there and you're that person again. And that's why the trauma stays with you. And that's why the heartbreak stays with you. And that's why it keeps repeating. Because every time you think of it, you let go of today and you go there. Now, your, yeah. your body is staying here, but all of your energy, all of your telepathic connections, you're moving back to that moment. And that is, that's one of the detriments. If you learn not to leave your body, if you learn to stay in your body and bring everything to the body, then most of the trauma you feel as heartbreak doesn't actually get experienced. And there's, there's very little regret. There's very little pain when you manage that type of movement of your energy. Okay, yeah, yep. And that's why when we talk about if, if something hurts your feelings or you're upset or something, that's why we say we stop. You just stop and you stand still and you don't move at all and you just reintegrate into your body and you just sit and remember who you are and then think again. Because if you move forward with a thought when you're not the full expression of yourself and you're not in, existing in this moment then you're going to, again, bring energies back into this moment that you don't actually want to have here. Mm, yeah. Okay, because okay. when you go back to the past, you reintegrate with that energy, and then you move it forward into this moment, and that's what's really hard to get rid of. And that's why it's so important to be able to feel the truth of who you are today versus who you were when the experience happened. Okay, so when... Okay, because you asked me initially, like, how I felt... Com you know, since we had already talked, right? Mm -hmm. And that I do feel, um, I mean, it's, it's, I feel better. Like it's more, you know, pleasant to, but is that because like when I think about it now, from the space that I'm in now, I can look back and it feels, um, it's not a hundred percent neutral, mm -hmm. but it feels really close to just sort of observing the story. That's, yes. that's, really close to being this just neutral story even though there's still a twinge mm -hmm. of but it's nothing like it was before is that is that where you're talking that, about that is absolutely what we're talking about so there's more steps to get rid of those twinges too 
Okay. So the twinges come from the the way the body holds information. And what you want to think about when you feel that twinge is where in the body is it located? Uh, are you asking me right now? Yeah, if you if yeah, if you can find it, that would be great cuz then we'll just literally work on your twinge. Oh. Oh, man. I you know, I'm honestly I I've n- I've never really I rarely know how to find it in my body. Okay. Um, well, I feel I feel yours jumping around quite a bit. That might be hard. That might be why it's hard for you to find it. But if there Thank is you for a, saying that. <laughs> but there is one of the spots that's the strongest. It's in the middle of the back, along the spine, um, probably about eight to ten inches down from the neck. Yeah. Okay. So it's so it's it's um. It's kind of between the shoulder blades. Can you find that spot? Do you feel the like pressure or tension there? You know, um, I think I do. All, at the same time, I think there's generally a, a pressure and tension there almost all the time. And it's something that I'm just kind of used to. Okay, that would make perfect sense because I feel it as the primary reason you experience um, heartbreak. Now, if it's there all the time, it would make sense that, again, if you carry something, you can recognize it. You couldn't recognize heartbreak if you didn't already carry this space the way you do. Okay, yes. Haha, it starts to make sense, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we wanna do is we wanna understand some things about energy and the back of the body is how energy flows into the physical form and then moves through us and out the front of the form. So the back is the will. And I don't mean like willpower, but the will of um, what you can accomplish, what you can create, what you can desire. That comes through the back of the body. And then it exits through the front of the body, which is the emotions. So when you pull, if you want something in life, you're gonna be pulling energy in through your back. And what happens is when you deny yourself something, then you stop the flow of energy. Because if you want it, the energy supports you and makes it possible. This is part of manifestation. This is part of creation, right? Yes, yes. And if you stop the flow of that energy, then that's because you're trying to protect someone else or you have a belief system that says you don't deserve it or shouldn't have it. Now, when we go back to being a child and we think about when we cry, it's different than when we cry today because as a small child, we, we get, well, unless we allow ourselves to be completely vulnerable and weep, then, then you may have that same experience. But as a small child, you've seen little babies, how they cry, and it's, it's extreme. It's not... It's not like us when we get upset, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens is the reason we can cry differently now is because we've shut down the will, the energy that would support the breaking of something. So as a child, we cry with, with the full support of wanting something to change. And then as we, yep. as we add in beliefs we start to limit that, well, it's not going to change, so why should I give it that much energy? And one of the places that you would have shut down is that part of your back. Now, it just so happens that that is at the hearth, 
Now the hearth is when two chakras connect. There's they have a small overlap and we call that the hearth. So yours is where the fourth and the fifth chakras overlap. Now the fourth chakra is self-love and the fifth chakra is self-honesty. And it's also, you know, related to communication. Yeah. So so I can so would that be the green and then the blue? Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. And okay. and if you want to and when, as they overlap, if you like to visualize the colors, you would see that the mixing of the colors. Okay. Okay. And the more energy that you're piling into them, the more vibrant the color gets, the brighter and lighter the color can be the cleaner the color can be. And if you're denying yourself something, they can get muddied and darker and they can feel heavy when you touch that space versus um, when things are going well, it feels lighter. So that's, that's another way to pay attention to that area. So I can guess based on what I know about the body and what I know about energy, that the reason you can personally experience heartbreak is because you try to, um, let me see, you try to self-soothe, but because you couldn't communicate it to others and they didn't want to hear it, you had to shut down. So when, we, when we're learning to self-soothe, if we're able to communicate, so for instance, like if I, if I am trying and I can go give someone a hug and then go back like if I'm a little kid and I'm in bed and I don't want to be there alone and I can go out and hug somebody and then go back, that's different than if I'm just left there and told not to get up. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then if you need to share something and it seems really important to you and, and somebody said, no, you can't talk. No, you can't, you can't, that can't be true or you can't have that feeling. And I think that's what you went through. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and it and it comes out in a lot of ways as you're you're just too sensitive, mm-hmm. and so it was like that being told to me continually. But prior to that, it was also a lot of uh, like not being yeah, not being touched or held, yeah, or soothed like physically, and yeah, because my my mom just didn't do that right. and. Um, so it's a lot of that, uh, trying to learn how to do it myself and then reaching a certain age where I 100% shut down. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yep. And that's what happens to the back of the body. That's the will centers that are shut down because that energy is coming in because you need something and because you can't ask for it and because you can't get it. And because you're trying now to self-protect, because if you do ask, it's going to hurt more. So now the easiest mm-hmm. thing to do is just shut that energy down. Now, with, exactly. without energy flowing freely in the body, we will repeat an experience or we will draw something to us that will force us to break that block. And this is why you can recognize heartbreak is because you need to have that experience in order to break this block. Now, if you knew that every time you had heartbreak, you would have a different experience. But because you didn't know that, it became a self-victimization. So whenever somebody would do something and you didn't have the energy to, to flow, then it becomes, 
Um, I'm not worthy. I've disappointed them. I'm responsible. I created this. I'm the burden. You know, all of these negative things we might think. Yeah. I was wondering about that. (laughs) (laughs) What'd she she say? She said, I was wondering about that. (laughs) Because she and I just spoke of a situation that we had this morning. I'm like, why is this always coming up? (laughs) And so we're, this is, when we walk through this, we can find all of these pieces But it can be, again, it can be really hard to do it alone because when we're in the thick of it, we can't see. We we live there. And so we always have to rebalance ourselves before we look at something. Otherwise, we bring the baggage forward and the baggage is what makes it hard to see anyway. So that's the other thing is we learn as children to, um, like when you touch something hot, you learn to pull your hand back because it's burning you. But what they tell you to do when you have an emotion of touching a hot emotion, they say, no, just stay there. Suffer through it. You know, you're, oh, you're superior yeah. if you can manage to fake everyone out, you know? Or suppress it. Yeah. Just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All of these just things that they tell you. Don't but they, deal with it. But they would never tell you that about if you were touching something hot. They would be like, get your hand off it already. Stop it. Back up from it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so it's the same it's the same innate concept that when we touch a hot feeling, we're supposed to back up from it until it cools down and then we can address it. And so if you keep that in mind, it it'll help you when you touch these hot things to know, oh, I can't I shouldn't move forward right now. I'm burning myself. I'll be destroying my interior if I continue to move forward as I am in this moment. And I think what a lot of people do, there's some people that actually do back away, mm-hmm. but then they never talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. because they get back to feeling okay, and mm-hmm. they think, oh, I'm just gonna, li- I'm just gonna ignore it now, and that's you know the denial mm-hmm. aspects. Right. And I and I think we do a combination of that as human beings. When we're in a safe place, we may talk about it and work through it, but if we don't have a safe place, then we may look at it and just assume that we're wrong. Yeah, definitely. Right? Because I can imagine. I have done both. Yeah. Yeah, how you can get to a good place with a thought, but then if you talk to somebody about it, they'll just say, how could you How could you even think that? How could you believe that you're okay when this happened? Or how could you expect the other person to forgive you when you did this? And again, none of that's reality. It's all the false beliefs. Yeah. Trying to control. You really see this very yep. clearly in TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it depends. So when you're watching a TV show from Skewed Balance, so for instance, your heroine just got her heart stepped on, and you see the, the guy who hurt her as the villain. But what, oh, the, yeah, what yeah. I think well, I think what Laura's saying is, is what the show tries to do is try to show you that he's not actually the villain, and he's going to be the, her- the hero or after the, the fact. Or they try that's there's a lot of TV shows that try to justify that this is how it's supposed to be. Mm, and yeah. when you're watching it you're uh, like that's totally skewed. <laughs> you know. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you can gotcha. see yeah. their mistakes, yeah. Mm-hmm. As someone that doesn't really watch, I don't watch movies and and I hardly ever watch TV shows. So that's why when people say stuff like that I'm like they do because I just don't watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch them. So I, yeah, they do. That's all. That's actually okay. sometimes I watch it for those reasons. <laughs> really? <laughs> sometimes, yeah. You can learn a lot. 
Yeah, well, you That's know, interesting. it's true too. If you get into a movie and you're experiencing it as first person, then again, it's because you relate to it. You can't relate. You couldn't have experienced that part of the movie, gotten emotional about it or anything, if again you didn't have your own baggage and you weren't holding your baggage in that moment. So, uh, yeah. think, you know, you listen to music quite a bit or no? Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. I, let's use that example. So sometimes you listen to a song and it makes you weep and you just go back to all this pain and you and you feel it. And the other times you can listen to that yeah. same song and you're like, huh, it didn't it didn't do anything to me today, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's yep. the same thing we're talking about. Sometimes you're in it and sometimes you're you've gone to the moment of your current existence and you don't experience that pain anymore. And then sometimes you'll you'll kind of wallow a little and you'll hear the song and it'll be the same as it was in the past. And sometimes it feels yeah. good to wallow. And that is a tool. So sometimes I'll put on a song because I've got something stuck in me. And I'll play that song five, six, eight, twelve, mm -hmm. you know, however many times I need to hear it until whatever I was overly experiencing finally unsticks. Because another thing you're going to realize with energy is if you have an exaggeration... It's not the present moment. Okay. Yeah. So when you feel, when you feel more injured by something today than you felt injured by it yesterday, there's something else going on, and the exaggeration of your reaction is trying to show you to go backwards through what you're feeling to find that because again, it's stuck in your body somewhere. It's stuck in in your thought processes and in your beliefs. Now, yes. now that we've talked about that, that will center of your back a little, I want you to move your back around and see if it feels any different. Um, it feels like, uh, like looser or more flexible. <laughs> right. Okay, good. Like, yeah. That, and that is it because the more blocked it is, the more stagnation, it feels like pressure and it makes it feel tight. And that's something. Tight, that yeah. You're, that's what you need to pay attention in your body. Any kind of tightness is is the obvious appearance of stagnation, and you can do you can break stagnation in multiple ways. You can break it by addressing the belief, addressing um, the baggage, addressing the trauma, or just physical body movement. So a lot of times stretching will break it. If you think of it as that tightness is a solid item, and when you start to stretch it, it can only stretch so far before suddenly it'll just it'll break. And it, then movement will happen again. So that's there's multiple ways to address um, a body block that's causing stagnation. And then once you address it, you'll know that you've been successful by the fact that the feeling of the body changes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So did it did it change? Why did it specifically change? Just uh, now. You... Because you acknowledged the way you were victimized. And we've been talking about that it was self-victimization. So you've allowed now, you've taken away the authority that you gave your mother and you've, you're taking back your power. And when you take back power for yourself, then you don't need to, to hold your energy from moving. See, we acknowledged how you had to stop communicating. You had to, we've accepted that you weren't oversensitive. That's another thing because that's what you were told. Okay. That was a belief that you held. Yeah. So when you let go of that and you realize, no, this was really happening. I was really having an experience. The other person was trying to avoid it and help me, but they didn't know how. Yeah. And so okay. as, as we recognize 
that and here's another thing is we when we see that other people are doing their best all the time then we don't have to um there's nothing to forgive anymore and so as we've been talking you realize that oh there was there's nothing to forgive and the energy that you hold still, we give back the peace that we took for them, we give it back to them. So as who you are today, you can recognize that your mom didn't mean to harm you. And so you can give that pain back to her to process versus you holding it still in your body. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I definitely understand. Awesome. Good. I'm glad you said it like that. Yep. Okay. So now I want you, as you are today, if you can look at the breakup again and see what else you feel. <laughs> Not much of anything. Um, <laughs> it, it, it seems like a, a distant, it seems distant. Right. Um, so do you want to, do you want to take this further? Are you good with having that? And in, 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 in we can finish there. Or do you want to try to take it? Because we can still find more and, and undo other things if you want to go further with the same experience. Well, I can go further. Okay. I'm having a hard time. I feel so distant from it right now. But yes, I mean, I'm definitely willing. Okay. So what I want to do now is I want to take you back to some of the beginning of why could you have experienced heartbreak? Because again, if you didn't, recognize something you couldn't build on it so what i want to address now are your beliefs about responsibility and the belief that when something happens there's a cause and effect related to it okay so cause and effect is a scientific thing that we that is a fact and you know you out you heat up water it boils you know a certain temperature it'll boil every time you know, depending on the median that you're boiling through and et cetera. But this is something that we can prove. It'll happen the same every single time. On, on an energy level, it's impossible for cause and effect to occur the way scientifically it occurs with boiling water. And the reason is, is you cannot reproduce the same set of circumstances ever again. When that moment is gone, those circumstances can never exist. So... So everything is a one-hit wonder in our lives, right? Okay. okay? Because once you have an experience, you are changed. And once you're changed, you're no longer the same. And if you're not the same, then you can't recreate the experience. You see? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So in order to have heartbreak, you have to believe in cause and effect. You have to believe that if you do something, somebody will respond a specific way. Again, this is how you take responsibility, is believing in cause and effect. Wow, okay, yeah. Okay, so in the relationship, it starts out magical. Would you agree with that? Yeah, sure, most okay. of the time. <laughs> right, and, and otherwise, otherwise you probably wouldn't move forward. If you didn't have some kind of like, oh my God, this is amazing, you probably wouldn't go forward with a relationship. Correct. So it starts out that way because you are seeing this person from the truth of who you are and for the truth of who they are. Yeah. Okay. Then something happens and we use our past to predict the future. And every time we do that, we're taking the baggage and we're making it a priority over this current moment. And the reason we do that is because we have fear. Now, okay. if we never had fear of safety then we would never pull the baggage from the past into the current moment. 
So one of the things we have to work on is knowing that safety is not an external thing. Now, we've been taught differently, which is why it's hard to recognize it. Where like, uh, don't cross the road, it's unsafe when there's cars going by. So that's all external, you know. And, and because we've been uh -huh. taught that safety is a control that we apply to us based on external experiences, then what happens is the internal safety becomes damaged. <clears throat> okay. So safety is the full expression of yourself all the time. If you live that way, you are 100% safe always because... The law of attraction dictates that you will not draw anything to you that does not support you. Okay. Yep. So, so if you know this and you trust it, then you will always be safe and you cannot have a bad experience ever. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, I see. Yeah. Right? Uh, and you've uh, had moments where you've lived that way, right? And you see the magic yeah. of everything. Now. Yeah. But what happens in our relationships instead is we start out, we, we, we see the full expression of the other person and we, we don't carry any baggage because it's fun, it's exciting, we want that. And then on a bad day, because on our best days we don't have problems, but on a bad day you're in a lower vibration and you're in a place where things don't feel right and then your partner does something and you look at them through baggage. Now, the moment you do that, you're participating in the past again. Now, the only... Yes. And the only reason you were having a bad day, because you'd already disconnected from the full expression of yourself, or you can't have a bad day. I mean, I can think of some tragic, terrible things happening to me, but because I was in a really good place, I couldn't see them as that. But when I would look at them from other people's points of view... Oh, so for, re for instance, recently, I'll give you an example to help you see... Recently, somebody broke into our neighbor's house and we confronted them because our neighbor's not living there right now. Uh -huh. um, oh, Laura has something. Hang on. So from what I'm hearing you say, on a good day, nothing actually feels bad. So you can't interpret anything as happening to you as bad. But other people would be like, that was a bad day for you. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes. But, and but then, you yeah. can't but you can't call it a bad day because you no longer participate in your bad day. Yeah, you were yeah. fine the whole yeah. time, the whole experience, and they can be so worried for you and, <laughs> and want to fix your problems. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, anyway, keep going. You got there was some, some a robbery. Yeah, so they were they were they were leaving the house and, and my partner confronted them and he got stabbed. And then they went to the guy went to stab me, but because I was in a good place and I was balanced, I just I didn't I would have gotten stabbed in a bad in, on a bad day. I can recognize that, but on a good day, all I did was say, "Oh, I don't I don't need to participate in that," and I just leaned over, and he couldn't get me. That's all it took. Is I have the solution for the problem because he's limited because he's in a bad day, and I'm in a good right. day, and I can see exactly what needs to be done so that I do not have to participate. Now, if I had been in fear of any kind, then you would consider that a bad day because now my energy becomes part of the problem. I'm participating in that yeah. experience and I likely would have been stabbed. I mean, he stabbed at my car door. I would have been sitting there and I wouldn't have moved because I wouldn't have known that I had a solution. So this, this is how it works. And this is why on, a, on, on your bad days, you should continually rebalance and separate from whatever's holding you there because Unless you are craving an experience, then I say, you know, enjoy. 
because <laughs> we can have very exciting things that appear to other people as bad days, but I mean, it's excitement for us and joyful for us, right? Yeah, uh-huh. So I had great joy in that experience with him stabbing the car. I thought it was hilarious. And did you? I did. It was so wow. funny to me. <laughs> and I, but I, wow. again, I had no fear. And I did. Uh-huh. It's interesting because when I was running, I had to run and get the car. And I was using the car to, um, to get the guy to back off from my partner. And as I was running to the car for a second, I thought, I can't breathe. I'm not going to make it. There's going to be a problem. And I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. Why would I participate in a ridiculous thought like that? And I said, (laughs) I am fully functioning. I will make it and I will be there on time. And that's exactly what happened. Because again, I rebalanced. As soon as I saw a negative thought, I rebalanced and I went to the truth of who I am. And that's a critical part of not having these experiences anymore. And again, if we're enjoying them, I'm all for it. I'm never telling people that, oh, no, don't have a negative experience. I'm just saying the moment you don't enjoy that experience, you need to know how to get out of it. And that's the way you yeah. do it. Okay. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So now, are you feeling lighter and more excited than before we started the conversation? Definitely. Yeah. And, and that is... Yeah. Not... It's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. I was going to say, it's like uh, things are just like... I use the word reframe, like things are reframing themselves. It's like, um, uh, there's a, there, there are these frames, like the, uh, the things are twisting behind it to get into the right frame and it feels good. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause now you're getting again, more to the truth and you're not stuck in delusion. And that's another thing is delusion and truth cannot live side by side. They will damage, um, the person who attempts to do that. Okay. and what will happen is um, that's how dis- that's part of the, the, the disease process and the, of getting sick is because you're trying to continually hold the truth of somebody else as your own when you already know yeah. that that's not real. Holy cow. Yeah, I do, I've done that a lot. And so, yep. so now you're starting to see. Now, the reason you continue these patterns is, first off, again, you believe in cause and effect. And there's no truth in that. So when somebody says to you, you hurt me, you can stop right there. There's no truth in that. Zero. So you can then just witness their pain and how they experienced it and not feel bad at all. Because it's their, okay. it's their drama. It's their experience. It's their story. Now, if you buy into the fact that you hurt them, then you take responsibility for it. And the very first thing you feel is their pain as your own. But the problem with doing that Again, this, there's a reason we don't want to do it. This is not empathic at that point. What you've done is you've taken a foreign substance, put it into your body, and now you're managing it through your layers, and you're going to beat yourself up so bad that there's no yeah. chance, even after you guys work through this, you're, you're, you're never going to feel good again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? And so now, in a relationship, the very first time you accept that, you move forward carrying this baggage. Whoa. And, uh-huh. and it's, again, it's impossible to get back to the freedom that you had until you offload that baggage. Okay. So the first moment you met that person and you had that great experience and you thought, I want more of this experience, you, you can have it again but only if you offload the baggage that you pick up in the relationship. And the only way to do that is to, again, offload baggage that you picked up from 
between the ages of zero and five. Okay. Because you're going to, what we do is we will on a bad day continue to prove to ourselves that the false beliefs we are holding are real. Okay, wait, let me, let me think that, or yeah. think about that. Yeah, because this one's kind on of good. On a bad day. Uh, on a bad day, can you, can you repeat it? Yeah, on a bad day, we will continue, uh, actually I forgot what I said, but do you remember the words exactly, Laura? Not exactly. All right, so let me just go through the concept again. Uh, on a good day, we're, we're fine, but on a bad day, when we pull that baggage forward, we use it to prove to ourselves that our pain is real and that the other person is the problem. Okay. So, yeah, I do that all the time. Right? So, for instance, on a good day, your partner comes in and they're struggling and there's no problem because you're there for them, right? But on, mm -hmm. a, on a bad day, your partner comes in and they're struggling and every memory you have in your in your subconscious is, is the snapshots all those snapshot images are thrusted forward into this moment as proof that that person is going to harm you in some way oh wow yeah you know yep. so for instance if you came from a family of alcoholics and this person walks in and they're not drinkers but they come in and you can smell the beer on their breath you're going to get thrust into that fear that they're going to harm you because that's the past okay. for you you see so if yep, you don't I separate do. yourself from these experiences in one way or another, if you don't um, disentangle all the quantum moments, because quantum is mirroring over and over into your physical form something that you don't actually need in this moment based on the subconscious process of gathering all of these snapshots. Now, when you have enough snapshots to offset an experience, you can eliminate it that way. So for instance, scientifically it says anywhere from, if you have one bad experience, you need anywhere from seven to 21 good experiences to offset that bad experience. And this is why, because of the snapshot ability of the subconscious. So, okay. so you can go through and you can visualize and you can meditate and you can do all kinds of things to offset those bad experiences. And that's the beginning of being able to separate from them so you can now recognize them. But it's still not the solution. Okay. Because the solution is to realize that there never was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the first place. Right? That yeah. everything comes yes. from love. And that, That's right. And that even if the love you received was damaged love, it was still love, and compassion allows that to be forgiven. Okay, so and so for for me, and and it, and this is where I feel like I've been holding um, two or three different levels of beliefs because for me, what you're saying, you know, there wasn't a problem to begin with. I 100 percent know like what that means for me and it's described or the way that I describe it is because of the experience uh what I had a long time ago is you know that we're all climbing this mountain and we're climbing it and we're climbing it out uh, because we're all trying to get to the top and then this being comes along and says well you don't realize that you all actually have wings and you're like climbing like these little worms when you can actually fly up the mountain. But then this, and I'm like, you know, that's really cool. Thanks for the wings. And then this other being comes along and is like chuckling at me and it goes, uh, y'all are like, this is, you're doing your thing, but guess what? There's no mountain. You're all acting like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're all acting like we're trying to climb this mountain that doesn't exist in the first place. And that's why I have a saying that, you know, I try to remind myself there is no mountain. 
Right. There's, and that's the way that it, it, it comes to me that there wasn't a process. So there's, there isn't actually anything to forgive. There isn't right. actually anything. And, and I, and I love that someone else knows what that is. You know, you're just using different words because right. that's, it, it came to me in a vision of a mountain and then the mountain just disappeared. And it was almost like, you know, and there's just these chuckles, you know, that was left. And I laughed. Nice. I, I remember laughing about it, you know, and how wonderful <laughs> that was. But I get like you're describing, I can know that. I can know that we have wings. I can know that we're like, I'm, I've been holding all of those at the same time and feeling absolutely, I don't want to say crazy, frustrated, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Because I know better. Right. Like, I know that there isn't actually anything to forgive, but yet I can still walk around hurt at the same time. Yes. So this is where, again, you have to track it back as to, okay, so you know nothing. Can I, can I say something mm-hmm. to you really quick? The Part of the reason you're getting frustrated, too, is because you're uh, judging yourself and you're not being kind with yourself in those mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Totally. So when I have those moments where I'm like, I want to be mad at somebody and I know it's uh-huh. not real, I'm, I start loving myself and, and it's like talking to a child who doesn't have all the knowledge they need in order to understand a situation. And, okay. and the way I've taught my children how to handle it is that there's always a misunderstanding. So it's okay for me to go through my experience because I cannot jump over my experience. I need need to go through those hurt feelings so that I can identify, again, you know, why do I need this experience? Why do I need to see it this way? What does it do for me? What, how does it serve me to be mad right now? And almost every single time it's going to come back to safety because you have a fear and you feel unsafe. And if you don't stay mad or hurt, then you will be unsafe. It's like, it's like giving yourself... You're proving to yourself, again, because that's what the subconscious does. You're proving to yourself that you're unsafe by holding this instead of letting it go. Because what are they going to do next? What's the consequence? And again, this is a society that believes in consequences when consequences in in and of themselves are not real either. They're all man-made too. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I got... That was a big one. That was a good one. (laughs) Right? And it, again, it's the past to predict the future because if you had no past, you wouldn't be able to recognize that you should be in pain right now. Yeah, okay. And the next part on that particular side is that you probably don't have boundaries in a way that serves you. Mm-hmm. And so I can, yeah. let me give you an example or, or do you think you need an example to understand that more or you already got that? Um, I mean, I definitely... That's something I've been working on is boundaries, I'd say, the last year. And so I'm pretty sure I, I know what you mean. Okay. And, and then you also need to realize that a boundary can only, and a consequence for a boundary can only be something that you can self-impose. It cannot be about the other person. Have you realized that? Mm, uh, no, because I'm not sure what you, what you mean. Okay. So, so let me go through this. I have an example for that that will help. So one of my children um, is, is in a long-term relationship. They have, they're, they're going to be married. They have kids. And when they first were dating, um, 
my daughter would, would get very upset and want to leave. And then her partner would freak out and follow her. Now, that's because, again, of safety and based on their past experiences. So we put boundaries in place with consequences. And the boundary was that my daughter had the right to go two steps away. So if they were sitting in the living room, she could go out the front door and out the gate of the yard. That's two steps away. Okay. But, but if she went further than that, so, so in other words, he can still see that she's there. She has her space and she can work on whatever's upsetting her because she doesn't want to explode. And he doesn't have to be afraid that she's going anywhere because he can still see her. So two steps away, that's their boundaries. Now, the consequence okay. is if she, if she moves more than two steps away, he can follow her. But the guideline is if she stays within two steps, then he cannot follow her. Because that, okay. you see, there's boundaries. And these are controllable based on each person. So if my daughter wanted to go further, she can, but she has to know that the consequence cannot be enforced. And the consequence is if he goes to her when she's only two steps away, then she can go further and, and that's it. He can't follow her. So you see, these all are self-imposed and they're controlled by the individual. And it, okay. it totally turned their relationship around. Every little thing that happened, then they could, she could move away to, to gain her balance and he could feel safe that she wasn't leaving him. So huh. okay. in a bad relationship, so that's a good relationship example. In a bad relationship example is if you hit me one more time, I'm out of here. Now, uh -huh. you cannot control whether somebody hits you or not. You can only control whether you stay or leave. You see? Okay. So in a, bad, yeah. in a bad relationship, when you create your boundaries, you have to be willing to do them. And if you're not, you need to create a different boundary because you can never control anyone else, ever. You can only control yourself. Okay. And that's I a, see, yeah. It's really important to understand that because if you're creating boundaries and consequences that... So for instance, um, if, you, if you break this boundary... I'm going to, you, you're responsible for blah, blah, blah. You're saying this to the other person. Well, you can't do that. Uh -huh. You can't impose a boundary and a consequence on somebody else. Okay. I mean, you can communicate your need, but you can't expect them to do what you need in a moment of, on a bad day. Look at it like that. Okay. So, so when okay. they're struggling in their worst moment, no matter, I mean, because if they do, they're jumping over their experience and not going through it. So if they... If they enforce your consequence on them, they're damaging themselves because they're not okay and they, they need to be able to be in control of their experience. You see? I do, yes. Okay. Um, let's see, what else? Um, okay, I think that's probably enough for today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm laughing because today, twice yesterday, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's something like the, like a day and a half or like two days prior to that. I mean, I have been, and, and I, and I say this with gratitude, I have been the last four, you know, three or four days have just been absorbing and re, I can feel my cells or, or something just sort of like real, like kind of going out there and then coming back a, a different way. And, and, uh, yeah, like, cause I had two phone calls yesterday, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And then one today and then like one, like maybe the day before or the day before that. I can't actually remember. It's, it's all blending together at mm-hmm. this point. So, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, we get to do it again. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm, I'm getting like 20 years, like, like talk, like doing this is like going to therapy 20 times in a row. <laughs> I, I agree with does you. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Right. And yeah. <laughs> and so when you start to get into the truth of it and, and that's the other thing that therapy, they have a lot of good tools, but because they uh-huh. don't understand energy, some of the things they're doing, uh-huh. like they're basing them on cause and effect, and you're still not free. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I literally can't talk. I mean, I can't even talk to my therapist anymore. I don't know mm-hmm. how to talk to her now. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. And it can be very difficult. Okay. Yeah. To know what you know and to still look at. But what you can do is. You can still listen to them from their point of view and then see, well, how would that apply to the reality as I understand it? So you can bring their information into your current knowledge, just like we did bringing your past experience into your current knowledge and it will alter it. And it can, you can still get something from the experience if you're willing to go or if you're required to go. But if you're not, then you can also just move on to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely gone from once a week to twice a month and now once a month. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've, I have gotten to the point where it's like, it's redundant and it's not exactly even helpful per se. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you said, like, yeah, so we're, we're working on that and I've asked for once a month at this point. Cool. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) So, um, do you have any, any questions or anything that, um, we need to go over before we finish this recording? I don't think so. I know that as things um, sort of continue to finish gelling or whatever it is they do, settling, Mm -hmm. you know, there might be something later, but I don't have anything right now. Awesome. Okay. Well, then uh, we'll just conclude this uh, event and thank you for participating. Thanks, Phoenix. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Laura. Bye.